Hey, this is Brandon Lucido, owner of the Lucido Real Estate Team. On our podcast, we talk about life events, real estate, and how to help and serve people. Catch our podcast every week for a new episode. You can find more information on us at thelucidoteam.com. On behalf of my team, thanks for tuning in. Good morning, good morning. Good morning. Morning. There's Bobby. <laughs> He's jotting down his notes. Deep in thought. Mm, yes. I don't know how deep in thought I can actually get. <laughs> Being one, a, a guy, and two, a kind of stupid. Roll up your pant legs, and <laughs> exactly. that's about as far as it goes. <laughs> he was pondering over his birthday lunch, where oh, he's going right. to go. That's mm. right. Golden yeah, Corral. Mm. Oh, no, I got higher standards than that. There's Luby's. Oh, gosh. I'm thinking, uh, I'm thinking Waffle House. Hey, there you go. Yeah. There you go. Yep. I support Waffle House. Yeah. That's one of the places when you leave, you still smell like it. Yeah, and you're sticky. Yeah. yeah. And you get called honey at least three times. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. true. That's the only reason to go. Yeah. Yeah. Makes you feel like something. It's best to go there at like one in the morning, honestly. Oh, yeah. You get the people watch, too. It's the A-team. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, good. Well, preseason is officially over. Yeah. Winning record, too. Yeah, how do we? Did we win all three? Nope. We no. lost the first one to That's the Broncos. Right. That's right. And then beat the Chargers. And then beat the Seahawks. Yay. Nice. And regular season starts. It starts 9 11, Sunday September night. 11th. Yep, Sunday night. And it's against TB Tom Brady and the Buccaneers mm. coming to Arlington. Very nice. You gotta always say Tom Brady before the actual team name because that's right. That takes yeah. precedence. <laughs> He's the star. He is. All right. So we were talking before we went on the mysterious missing moments of Tom Brady. Do we know where he is? I know there's speculation about the mask singer. Yeah, that's what I heard. I heard that he was he was participating in the mask singer, which I find hard to believe, but that was the leading suspicion right there was the mass singer really yeah um i've heard it might be his mom you know his mom might be sick again and and she's mm. not doing well but i don't know those are the two theories i've heard that sounds really important to the world news right now <laughs> it does yes but where been, is this football player but there's nothing confirmed right there's nothing confirmed no huh i think he's been uh big game hunting in africa could be that's a theory yeah yeah if we're gonna go that far i'd say he's been uh secretly uh throwing some passes with the cowboys do you think his wife giselle is mad that he went back and unretired and she said oh you're gonna give me a 10 days or 15 days or whatever it was uh could be that might be hmm yeah maybe he's the next runway fashion model and she's mad at him because he's he's taking her spotlight Mm. oh yeah that could be it and singing Boy, that would be a multi-talented. I'm telling you, a little football on the side. Yeah, he'll show up on the weekends to play with Tampa Bay, and then back to his strutting. Let's make him president. Hey, don't rule it out yet. Yeah, yeah. Just be careful, though. You might get raided. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. Yeah, he can't be that good. No, no, you can't get too much attention. You got to stay under that radar, man. We're going to get raided now because you said that. 
Yes. I give it five minutes. We're going to hear I that distance door myself. Open. I distance yeah. myself. <laughs> My name is Wilson Roach. And nope, I live nope, at this nope. address. <laughs> nope. Yes. Oh. <laughs> That's right. Be out of here quick. All right. How's everyone's weekend? It was good. Yeah, it was good. Nice and relaxing. I actually went to a concert at the House of Blues in Dallas this Saturday night. Very nice. Who'd you see? It was a Prince cover band. Okay. So I've seen Prince in, in person. Great performer. And, uh, you know, these guys were, um, were close, but uh, not, you know, not the original cigar. So it's, uh, it was enjoyable, but, uh, you know, it's hard. It wasn't him. Yeah. Did you get some purple rain action? I did. I did. Boy, and there was a lot of, a lot of the crowd was singing, singing back, and you know what? Even the young kids, I, you know, kids that are in their twenties knew all the words. I was very impressed. Oh, nice! It's a good experience. Standing room only. Yeah, you said House of Blues. House of Blues. Yeah, I've been to a concert there once, and the, to your point, the majority of space is standing room only mm-hmm. but there was a section kind of towards the back in between the bar mm-hmm. they had like high top tables and yeah. like some high top chairs yeah. i don't know if they still have that that's vip yeah oh okay that's why the tickets were more yeah makes sense but we like that because that way you could kind of stand or sit but you still were a little bit higher than the crowd mm-hmm. itself and i don't know if i recall correctly but is are there seats like up in the second story? Yeah, yeah there's a balcony there. Okay, yeah, yeah. and there are are actual like theater seats. Yeah, 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 yeah. But the venue is really cool because it's pretty intimate. It is. I bet you two thousand max. Yeah, I like it. I'll be done. Yeah, it's nice. So, like a maybe six or seven. I I didn't I didn't do any drinking. <laughs> so a six or seven ounce, you know, cocktail. Want to guess how much the price was? Oh, $9. I was going to guess like 17. You're close, Bobby. $21. Ooh. 21 for a vodka soda. So you saved yourself probably 200 bucks that night. <laughs> oh my gosh. I did. I did. Wow. If I hadn't taken my flask in, I would. That, that, yeah. <laughs> that would have been an, yeah. You came out ahead there, buddy. Isn't that crazy. Yeah. I, mean, I, I guess you have to get lubed up before you go there. I, I guess. They, they lost money on me. Highway <laughs> robbery. <laughs> That's Man. crazy. It's like going to uh, AT&T Stadium during the Cowboys game. And I think like a slice of pizza is like 18 bucks or something Whoa. like that. Yeah, it's not It's wow. not economical. I think a hamburger is around 17 or 18 bucks. But it's a Jerry Burger. Yeah. It's All awfully right. good. It's Jerry Burger. It's Jerry World. It's awfully good. Yeah. It beats the old chips and canned cheese that we would get at Texas Stadium back in the 70s. With the plastic trays and the, the jalapenos on there. Yes. Had the little dip section. Oh, yes. Yes. Wow. I remember just a few years ago going to the Rangers game with uh, uh, with Leslie and her folks, and we split that Beltray Buster Burger. It's a two-pound burger wow. with bacon and, and a bunch of other things on it. And we just cut it all in half. And that burger was, I think, like... but (laughs) once you split it up and you each have a half pound burger, it was like, well, that's feeding all of us for $30. Really bad. That's true. At a ball game. 
Don't they have something called the big stick? It's like a big hot the, dog or something. The boom stick. The yeah, boom the boom stick. stick. And mm-hmm. then I think they have the foul pole, which is just a big old stick of chicken, pretty much. Yeah, the boom stick. I ate two. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. yeah. First inning and then about sixth inning. There you go. Yeah. For the ride home. You can sleep yeah. good. I don't even use a fork. I just <laughs> grab it and just yeah. right there. Well, I mean, it's all finger food, really. It really is. <laughs> yeah. Now I can't drive home, so I can't fit in the car. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. Well, and and you don't want to contaminate the steering wheel with all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's massive, massive, man. It's almost like state fair levels of ridiculous. Yeah, but it's good quality. I mean, it's good stuff, yeah. and, and the fair is good too, obviously. But, oh yeah, but that's what's impressed me is is ballpark food has Im- improved so much over my lifetime. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, the prices have probably outpaced the level of of quality, but yeah. not by a whole lot. Mm-hmm. You, you're almost getting what you pay for. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. You know, if I go to Ruth Chris Steakhouse and I get a, a boomstick, <laughs> is it? Is oh, it? Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's kind of kind of the way it is. It's like it's it's really good quality stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, real estate news. Real estate news. Yes. I want, I want to start off with some numbers here. Um, Let's hear it. Something really jumped out to me this week. Remember, last week the listings were down quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Well, they're back up this week. Uh, we're back up 1,200 brand new listings in the last three days. Yeah. 1,200. Get out there and call us. Let's go see it. Um, and, and if you include back on the market, there's another 270. Mm-hmm. So that's, you know, that's... 1,500 homes. That's a lot. Yeah. Price decreases are still up up at high levels, 1,100 for those. There we go. There we go. I like that. And houses houses that have closed, 800. And ones that are about to close that are either um, still uh, active, contingent, or pending is right around Mm 1,020. So still a lot of activity in North Texas. Yeah. Yeah. So... To that point, rates haven't slowed the volatility down too much. You're, you're right about oh, that. Yeah. You're right about that. Because we were hedging earlier that it might pull back. There could be an adjustment. And based off these transaction statistics, looks like people are still buying and selling. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, there's talk about raising the, the prime rate, you know, 75 basis points this month. Well, that, that's because they're running out of printers. They got, I mean, come on now. We need more printers. Can we just draw an extra zero on our dollar bills? We, we just got to keep printing that stuff. It, hey, it's it's free. I think I think they're running out of toner and, and computer chips for those printers because uh, everything's still stuck in the canal. Is that still going? That That is. <laughs> but it's okay. Once we get that, yeah. off to FedEx. Oh, yeah. Copies on copies on copies. Boom. That's right. The best part is... We don't ever have to pay it back. No. Nope. Never. It's just it's just there. This is quickly becoming a satire podcast. I'm telling you. You know like how the lucky charm, the little leprechaun, and he's got the rainbow and he just shows up and there's just a pot of gold. Oh, it's kinda yeah. like that, but without the lucky charms. I haven't seen him in a long time. Mm-hmm. I know. He's here. Yep, every year now. It's great. <laughs> we need a we need a Robin Hood leprechaun. Hey, should we keep working? I'm just I'm thinking through this. Because if it <laughs> We should just buy a bunch of printers. We should. Just hit yeah. the print button, control P, just keep hitting it. Yep. Just every day, just keep hitting print. Yeah. 
I'm excited. We can get some paper from down the hall, down at the print room. What are we going to yeah. do with all of our free time, though? What's the point of working in an office if you can't steal the printer paper? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and there's no, you, you don't go to work. I mean, yeah. I wouldn't. That's that's number two on the motivation. Yeah. Buy some fun cars. Yeah, I'm telling you. Why even buy when you can get it? Yeah, you're gonna. You're just, it's it's gonna show up in your driveway one day. That's true. Mm-hmm. It's gonna say, "My gift to you." That's true. Yeah, JB. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. All right, news articles for real estate. What we got before the Fed show? Uh, really? <laughs> uh, they're tactical now. <laughs> Brayden, you sent us a good article. <laughs> All right. Brayden, you sent us a good article earlier today about home showings being down 30% in, in the DFW market. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, what, what do you all think about that? I'm looking at my numbers that I just reported out and <laughs> reading this story and thinking maybe this is behind the times. I don't know. Uh, you know, that just shows you that real estate is day-to-day, week-to-week, the numbers change. It's all individual transactions or all yeah. relationships out there that nobody knows about that aren't baked into these numbers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that when we get an article that shows that the showings have dropped 30% year over year, and this is in June, then I, you know, I have a hard time believing this is current. But in showings being down doesn't necessarily mean closings are down. Or transactions are down. No. It could just be the number amount of showings that are required to close on a house uh, aren't as impactful, maybe, anymore. Let me let me paint you a scenario yeah. here, Brandon. You have an open house on Friday. Mm-hmm. Or you come on the market Friday. We, we have an open house on Saturday. You go over the, the offers on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When's the opportunity to show that house? Yeah. That's a good point. That's a really good point. Days yeah. on market are, are minimal. Yeah. So mm-hmm. maybe that'll it'll ease up now mm-hmm. that that days on market are increasing. That's true. Yeah, I think I think that's you're hitting the nail right on the head because uh, I mean you think about just a few years ago you had you know how many times would we see the average days of market be in the the mid to high 20s mm-hmm. and you know even on the the 25th day you still have people saying okay yeah we've got showings at this time and this time uh but uh but you know the afternoon's open and stuff like that mm-hmm. yep this article shows that the reason for the decline in showings is another indication that the higher mortgage rates and the higher home prices has forced many would-be buyers out of the housing market Man, that that closed and pending and active contingent yeah. side of things, though, would would argue otherwise. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, I find it funny when these articles get released, and I always, I think, especially in today's society, you should always fact check. And mm-hmm. Yeah, look into the source. There's not nearly enough of that going on. Well, and yeah. we need to get together and talk about it. And you know, once we yeah. read something like this, is this what you're feeling? And and talk about it. Yeah. Like, like we are now. Yeah. So the MLS is a live feed of what's going on in the marketplace. Yep. It doesn't, it's not influenced by someone's opinion. It's very factual. Yeah. And it's just numbers based. And so statistically speaking, it does not line up with that article. 
Right. Absolutely. And if you're not a realtor and you want to know, hey, is this news article correct or is it, you know, is it uh, behind or, you know, whatever the case is, ask ask your realtor. Yeah. And they'll be able to look it up and say, okay, well, so here's here's what's really going on. Like, yeah, you can look up rates and stuff, you know, pretty reliably, but the the way that the market's moving, that's again like y'all said that's a that's a day-to-day shift yeah i mean tomorrow these numbers could look very different that's just something that we keep up with i mean i've learned from brandon i i heard it from brandon in my first year of real estate december we'll see an uptick in Mm -hmm. closings Mm -hmm. and i'm you know i'm thinking that doesn't make sense but okay you know he's he's my boss i'll i'll listen to him and sure enough every year in december there's an uptick well I went on a listing appointment last week, and these guys, this couple, wanted to list their house next summer. They wanted to wait until next summer. What happens next summer? Exactly. Yeah. I said, why? Mm-hmm. Well, we just feel that, you know, the summer's a good time to sell. I said, December's a great time to sell. I see how you decorate this house for Christmas, and it's a show place. Mm-hmm. So... Let's get, let's get ready to go on the market yeah. in December, early December, and you'll be out of here, you know, by the end of January, and you can make your next move. Mm-hmm. Sure. So information like that, that's, that's what's important, Bobby, I think, when you talk to, why you need to talk to realtors. Yeah. Because they've got little tidbits of information and knowledge that not everybody, every consumer has. Absolutely. And from a competition standpoint, you know, when you come on the market, towards the last quarter of the year, mm-hmm. you're one of few versus one of many. Exactly. Yeah. And versus that's what the I said. summer, you know, everyone hits the market. Mm-hmm. There's a lot more options, a lot more competition. So for you to be really aggressive, you're kind of restricted to some degree. Mm-hmm. So now I know it's not the most convenient time during the holidays. Now, you've heard me say this, but it's convenience versus profitability. Yeah. You know, what's... You got to outweigh the differences. What's yep. the most important for you? And some people will statistically say, hey, you know, that makes sense, but I'd rather make less and have it be more convenient for my family and I want to sell during the summer. Uh, but, you know, most people out there like, you know, hey, if I can get this or whatever that number looks like, sure, I'll sell it during Christmas or during the, the last quarter of the year. Yeah. Because it's it is about profitability, yeah. but explaining that to them, like you were saying, Wilson, is imperative, so they understand the playing field that they're getting on. Yeah, absolutely, and and really, all we're doing is just giving them facts so that they can make that pros versus cons mm-hmm. uh, step, you know, checklist, and say, hey, there's there's more pros for my situation because one of the one of my favorite parts about real estate is you know no two deals are the same everything's gonna be a little bit different and so it's our job to just basically give the give information and say hey what works best for y'all in our experience you know here's our hypothesis hypothesis of what will work best for Mm -hmm. y'all but um you know you might have different needs that i don't know about yet so yeah and this couple was thrilled that we moved up their timeline they are so ready to to make the next step they've already picked out their next house yeah Nice. Like, why? Why wait? Mm-hmm. Let's go. Absolutely. Market's still hot. It is. It is. And it's over in your old part of town. No way. Yeah, North Dallas. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, very nice. All right, any more articles on the plate today? You know, um, I, don't, I don't see any other... Let's see. 
I don't see any other particular articles. I, I just wanted to ask, do you guys think the prices of houses are going to drop? That's a good question. So I'll share a story with you. Okay. I have a home buyer and seller that is looking at a new build and they're debating it's it's in the new build or next step right where they're going to end up is from choosing the lot to full-on construction so they have at least i'm going to go ahead and say minimum 10 months before that thing's completed per the contract it says they have two years that's funny but uh yeah let's just go ahead and say minimum 10 months yeah so we were on the phone this past weekend, and one of the big questions they had was, do we sell now, capitalize on the market, and go into a rental situation until our new home is built, or do we wait until we are about two to three months prior to our new home being built to put the current home on the market and sell it? Mm-hmm. And that's a great question. We always get that 99% of the time when people are doing new construction And I answered it like this, you know, unless something catastrophic happens to our economy, we are anticipating everything to kind of just continue the way it is. Rates being around the fives, maybe upwards of the sixes. That's the only thing that's going to impact you right now is your interest rate. But as far as market value goes, home prices, you know, we saw a little bit of a dip in the middle of this summer, Mm -hmm. but it has now flatlined and kind of stabilized a little bit. So in my opinion, I think homes are kind of starting to recognize what they're worth and kind of settle on that number because the hype has slowed down a little bit, but the growth I think is going to shift back into your, you know, annual two to 3% a year of asset appreciation. And, the market's just going to continue forward. And I think we're very insulated relative to the U.S. Right. Because we have a lot of corporate reloads. We have a lot of growth still happening. Y'all don't, I mean, we've talked about it, I think, multiple times. But don't forget, we have big, big, multi-million dollar, if not billion dollar developments happening in our backyard. You know, the PGA, mm-hmm. people people will think there's just a golf course coming <laughs> When the PGA gets here, it is a monumental step for the county. Oh, yeah. There will be tons and tons of people relocating Mm -hmm. just because of the people follow golf courses. It's nuts. Mm -hmm. Okay. That they will be moving or just buying a second or third home in that area. There's going to be residential development, mixed use, commercial developments, multifamily developments, all within that 400, you know, acre site of the PGA right there off the toll road in 380, which is bottlenecked as it is now. Yeah. So as that continues, um, obviously we've got the star. I mean, so all that to be said, I think everything is still heading in a positive uptick. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't think the madness that we're going to feel as much as we did last year in the first quarter of this year mm-hmm. but we have more stabilized growth but the key word is we're still growing 
I think so too, and I think the majority of the uh, the price decrease that stuff that we're seeing on the market right now is just folks who overpriced it sure. to begin with, sure. just based on the madness that we had going on over the summer. That hot air, yeah, yeah, and they were just you know trying to trying to grab and say, hey, we think you know we think we might still be able to, to get some of that, and you know that part of things it's has effectively corrected and some people could call that a price drop but to me that's just a hey you shouldn't have listed it that high anyway because there was no evidence stating that it would sell for that high right but i want it yeah exactly my, my buyers and i are experiencing that same thing you know a, a house that should be three and a quarter is listed at five yeah like no way how, how are you this won't appraise yeah and it's are, gonna it's gonna sit and that's the reality of it you know when we meet with those sellers, you know, we'll shoot them straight and explain, you know, here's the, here's the peak, here's the best case scenario. Mm -hmm. And if they want, you know, six figures over that, I mean, just, you're going to waste your time. You're going to waste their time and it leads to nowhere. Absolutely. Yeah. We'll, we'll tell all of our buyers say, Hey, you know, for a hundred thousand dollars more, we could get you something that, that better fits your bill. Yeah, exactly. So let's, let's look for what works best for you, not work what works best for the sellers. I think new construction will fall a little bit. It has. I mean, I'm already getting, I get all these emails. I get contacted from all these builders. Hey, can, yeah. do you have a buyer? Do you have someone who wants to build a house with us? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is, it is voracious. Yeah. So to that point, the couple I was telling you about mm-hmm. selling their home and buying and deciding when they want to sell. We visited on their new construction house two months ago. They sent me the specific build in the lot. And when it was all said and done, it was coming out to like 300 and like 30 bucks a square foot. Okay. And which for that area, was insanely high. Okay. And every home statistically that sold for that price per square foot was a million plus, and this house was not near a million dollars. So that tells you it was just insanely overpriced. They had in there the full appraisal waiver removal. (laughs) Um, Of course, because you have to. Yeah, Yeah. the the whole nine. (laughs) And I told them up front... If they buy this house, they will be one of the most expensive homes ever sold in the city. Oh, my. Under a million dollars in the last 12 months. And that's not my opinion. That's a fact. Here are the 12 comps I'm talking about. And I sent it to them. And thank goodness on, you know, they trusted my counsel. And we hit the pause button for about two months. This past weekend, we revisited with the same builder different house same neighborhood 275 a square foot there you go that's a big difference it's a huge difference that makes sense and i said hey i feel a lot better about this per square foot you know y'all did the right thing but someone bought that house i think that's my point Mm. so you have to watch out for those how many square feet uh 3200 just for the listeners, I'm going to do some quick math just to just to kind of show how much that really is. Because I think a lot of people hear dollar per foot, and you know they think, okay, well that's you know that's a big number for 
for the for the foot, but they don't fully understand the the difference there. Yeah, three thirty to two seventy five. Is that what I said? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so that's you know that's what you have to watch out for, and sure. and having counsel and and taking care of people is what's the most important. And nothing nothing wrong to the builders asking that, right? They they have the right to ask whatever they want to. Sure. And if someone wants to buy it just to buy it and overpay for it, you know, that's their prerogative. Yeah. But at the end of the day, you know, it's just facts are facts. Homes are worth what they're worth, and it is what it is. So at 3,200 square feet uh, and $330 a foot, you're paying a little over a million dollars. At 275 a foot, you're paying 880 Yeah. That's a lot of money. It's a huge, it it's a huge swing. For... For a two month wait, that's that's them coming back down to a reasonable level. I mean, like you said, that three thirty is just way way high for what it should have been, and that's just someone reaching for the stars because hey, we think we can right now. Yeah, and I'm sure they got it a lot. Yeah, it's a big mortgage payment. That's a big mortgage payment. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, yes, it's huge. And you saved them quite a bit. That's yeah. great. So. Uh, yeah, so if you're cons- considering a new build, you know, uh, feel free to call us. But that's what we do. We'll evaluate the assets, see what they're asking, run the numbers, crunch them, see what it spits out. And, you know, I, I feel like a lot more builders now are going to have to be more price conscious yeah. and, you know, be relative to what the market's bearing. Mm-hmm. And, and with inventory increasing, that's helped stabilize that sum. It has. Absolutely. It has. Well, and because we've been around the block a few times, we can also help protect our clients. Like, it's not just about informing them, but it's it's saying, hey, wait a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, that's you're not in any hurry right now. There's no reason to spend this much extra money. We're trying to protect you on this. Right. Or, you know, for example, this counteroff I've got going on right now, that's a, hey, I don't even know if this if, – if the other side's clients have even seen the offer. I think they're just <laughs> spitting something back just to try to – CYA on themselves. Well, how is it a counter offer? What do you mean? Well, so a counter offer technically should be where the uh, the the sellers counter, have gone over the contract and they counter the offer. Yeah, yeah, they make <laughs> they make adjustments on the contract. They initial it, send it back, and say, and you know, but leave leave blank the executed section. Okay, and say because it's not yeah. the executed contract. It's them countering. Yeah, what they're, we they're making over. changes to your contract. This is a. This is some chicken scratch on a piece of letterhead. You're kidding. That's not even initialed oh. or signed or anything. And and I've been told actively that, hey, these clients are out of the country and can't be communicated. That's with. not the way to do it. Yeah. That's like, you already made me question that, hey, the clients might not have even seen this offer yet. Yeah, exactly. The the words that I heard over the phone were, yeah, they might not go for that. Oh, um, no. Yeah. <laughs> You know, would you be willing to? Would your clients be willing to come back up on the price to to asking? Uh, <laughs> and my response was, you can submit a counteroffer. Yeah. And same thing with our contingency uh, uh, date. And it was just, well, you can come back with a counteroffer. And I mean, I I've already I, I know what my clients are. You know, because we, we've talked about it. Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to have them sign something on on. A document and just and basically no. they're asking us to resubmit a different offer, and it almost sounds like they're just trying not to show these other folks this other offer because they came on the market too high. Dang! And because we're educated and 
yeah, you know, these people probably were executed, you know, at some point. But because we make careful and very thought out decisions in our brokerage, we we can protect our clients from that kind of stuff. Plus, that's the legal way to do it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> we do things by the book so that we don't get you know in a really bad way later on. Yeah, yeah. There's no cutting corners, and there's, I mean, Wilson. We have many stories of following it by the book and countering on an actual contract Mm -hmm. has benefited our buyers on more than one occasion. And you would be surprised how many sellers agents that get their sellers to counter on the contract. And then we accept the terms and then they try to come back later (laughs) and they're like, you know, we got a better offer. We decided we don't right. want to work with you or we something else came, you know, better the next day. And, you know, be like, too bad. Earnest yeah. money's we're, on the way. We're, un, we're under contract. <laughs> yeah, well, exactly. we're, we're, you know, we're, we don't want to. No. <laughs> you signed the contract. You countered it. Yeah. We executed it. You, you don't get to cherry pick and, you know, agree to something because that was the best deal on the table then. And then, you know, you sleep on it and days later something shinier and better comes along and you want to back out on us and, you know, go with them. No, it's not how it works. And the only reason it doesn't work that way is because we try to force the other side to not cut corners, do it the proper way. And like you're saying, right? And and, and this is is the logic behind it. I feel like sometimes agents, generally speaking, forget that – we are the liaison, the messenger, the people that represent certain parties. We do not have the final say. In fact, we can't tell them what they can or can't do, the other side, until we've visited with our clients, right? So, yeah. for example, in your situation, if your seller says, I don't think they're going to take this or that, right? Well, how can you definitively even say that? Yeah. If you're telling me they're out of the country and you can't even get in contact with yeah, them. Yeah, how valid is are whatever you, they were Are you actually to? legally acting as the seller? Yeah. Because you can't do that, Mm-mm. right? And so second of all is you are supposed to disclose every offer given. That's right. And that's submitted. That's Have right. you, in fact, done that? And if, in fact, they're not going to go for that number, you need to send me some sort of documentation showing that they've received my contract. Yeah. And that, that is, in fact, their response. And I would I would push on that yeah. and see if, you know, you've got any evidence. Oh, absolutely, yeah. We're not we're not sending them anything. The, the, the only thing I'm going to be telling them is just, hey, basically what you said. And I need to know that this actually came from your clients, and I, it would be uh, uh, if crazy gonna... for this to not be a count, like a proper counteroffer using the, the, the proper documents, mm-hmm. not just a letterhead with no signature, no initial, even from the broker. <laughs> yeah, that's weird. Yeah. No, you need to, yeah, I mean, we would, again, I know you would, but nothing's given, nothing's going to be sent to your buyer in the form of a counter unless yeah. you get an actual counter. So it's real simple. If you're going to counter me, counter me. Yeah. Because that's on a counter. That's a created document. In order to counter, you have to actually counter, which is, in fact, to counter the offer on the contract with signatures. Yeah, It's Real Estate 101. So anything other than that is not a technical or a legal counter. Yeah. It is literally just a verbal piece of sentences that you've concocted together on you know a Word document. Yeah. 
which opens up a whole amount of lawsuits or open-ended, yeah. you know, scenario. It's just not yeah. professional. If we had, if if any one of us had pulled that and uh, and it got accepted somehow, and and our you know our seller clients were pretty unhappy about it, our attorneys would slap us. Oh yeah, with yeah. you know they would they would just stand in line to slap us as hard as they can. <laughs> yep. What were you thinking? Yeah. And this out of the country excuse, I I don't. Why did you go on the market? Yeah. Yeah. When are you going to be back? Hey, I'm I'm going to put my house in the market. By the way, I'm going to be gone for two months. I won't be able to respond to anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, then we're not going to list your house right now. Yeah. You know, unless they're out of the country for two months and they're so rich that, you know, this is not important yeah. to them. But this is a reasonable house, right? You know, six hundred and some odd thousand dollar house. Yeah. And I th- so I, on that note, I think they were just I think they were just out of town for about a week or so. OK. Mm-hmm. Um, right. uh, and it, it could have been visit family. Who All right. Knows, then you can present this to your clients when, when they, they back. get back. Yeah, absolutely. And they should be back either tomorrow or the next day. That's and it's like, well, didn't don't don't send this crap. Send like wait a couple of days like clearly there's no hurry we're the only offer on the house you've been on the market for over 40 days now hmm. like i got an idea on the contract uh well i guess you submitted it so they don't have the notices section filled out yet shoot i was going to say sometimes the sellers will put the client's email addresses on the notices section yeah and then at that point you can technically cc them in your communication yeah. I I thought about uh, getting a temporary white pages account and just and going for it that way, but <laughs> yeah. Did you put an expiration date on the offer? No, because um, uh, because we're not. My clients aren't in a, in a huge hurry. Uh, mm-hmm. I made I made the offer fairly fairly balanced on our side, um, uh, giving us giving us plenty of time. Especially since the initial communication with the seller was or with the seller's agent was, yeah, they, they've also got time. You know they're not, they're not in a hurry. They don't need to move right now. Okay, gotcha. So. Well, good luck with the best of that, yeah, and I'll uh, keep you all updated. Good. And this does it for today's podcast. And look forward to seeing everyone next week. Absolutely, cool. I hope you enjoyed the discussion today. Click on the subscribe link to catch our next episode. If you or anyone you know has any real estate needs, you can find more information on us at thelacidoteam.com. On behalf of my team, thanks for tuning in.